I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Crypto has forever changed the world of finance, democratizing wealth and power for the masses and the early adopters. Well, there's a new asset class that's next in line for disruption. It isn't gold or real estate or even NFTs. It's multi-million dollar blue chip art, one of the oldest and largest asset classes, estimated at a value of $1.7 trillion. And for the first time ever, one startup is opening the doors to this exclusive world. Founded by serial entrepreneur and top 100 art collector, after he made millions trading art for himself, he wanted to give everyday investors access to the same type of deals. And that is where Masterworks was born. In two short years, they launched over 60 offerings, and cleared over $150 million in deals, and have signed up more than 200,000 members. Demand continues to explode for their unique product. But we've partnered with Masterworks to let our listeners skip their waitlist. Just use our personal link, masterworks.io slash crypto news. Act fast. That's masterworks.io slash crypto news. Make sure to notice those important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Now, Onto the show. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, Anchorage Dark Pool Deal. Sounds nefarious, but really isn't. I'll let you know what that is in a minute. BitMix case is starting to get a little bit more closer, and futures ETFs. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, September 15th, 2000. 21. I told you I'll come back today with some rants. <laughs> yeah, you guys watch the Apple release of the iPhone 13 and the watch and all that other stuff. Wow, was it disappointing? You know, I was really thinking about all this. I was like, when am I going to be encouraged to buy a new phone or buy a new product? I have the Apple 10s Max right now. I think it's the 10. Is it the 10s Max or Plus? I don't even know the names of these things. Anyway, it's the 10. And the reason why I bought the 10 is because it changed my user experience. And I was really curious about that. I love new tech. I love new gadgets. But like a a bump on the spec of the camera isn't going to make me buy it. Uh, The refresh rate of a screen from going to 60 to 120 hertz, even though it's a better screen, isn't going to make me buy it. I want to have this new experience of interacting with tech or the world or this. I don't know. I I want my ideas to be changed. And when they went and took the button off my 6S Plus... And they had no button on the phone. I was like, that's it. That's the change I want. How am I going to interact with a phone with no button? Is this going to be a great user experience? Is it going to be all glitchy? Is it going to bug out sometimes? Am I not going to be able to get into my phone because there's just laggy software? And it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And my Apple Watch, which I think is a Series 4. I'm not too sure. I think it's a Series 4. It's like, I don't need it anymore. It's I know there's more and there's thinners and they do different things now, but like the the upgrades are just not changing my user experience, not changing the way that I'm going to interact with it, not kind of like making me try to you know learn new things. And that's what I really like about it is like challenging myself to learn new things of, of keeping up with the tech. But it's just, you know, just the same old, same old. And no, I'm not going to pay over a thousand dollars for a new phone because of a, uh, 
upgraded camera or OLED display. No, I don't care if my number is on my watch curve around the corners. <laughs> it's just not enough. Anyway, Apple, disappointing. Now, what I will go around and buy is Apple Glass when it comes out. If they Obviously, if they don't do it well. But Apple Glass, that's going to be a whole new experience. Give me Apple VR. I already have the Oculus, and like it's awesome. But can Apple do it better? Crisper displays? Better like user experience? That's what I really want to know is, like, are they going to take VR to the next level? And that's when I will start buying the tech. Apple just, I don't know, so just kind of like playing it safe for now, raking in the money. And But disclaimer, they probably have huge supply chain issues. The only thing they probably could do was bump the camera because they just couldn't get new stuff. But I am also waiting for a new iMac Pro with the M1 chips or M1 chip pros or whatever they're going to do there. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, on a politics note, Gavin Newsom survived the recall election by like a two to one margin. And in our primary mayoral election here in Cleveland, Justin Bibb and Kevin Kelly are the two survivors going to the general. Justin Bibb had around 3,000 more votes than the second place candidate, Kevin Kelly. Now, can Kevin Kelly take some of those votes from Kucinich and Jones and these other people that are running? If he can, then maybe he has a chance. But Bibb looks to be like the person that's unstoppable right now. But knock on wood, he's my guy. Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 11.18 Eastern Standard Time. And by the way, I forgot to mention this in the beginning. I'm on call-in app. I didn't like Clubhouse. I didn't like Spaces because I just didn't like the whole live aspect of it. Because when you stop the live chat, everything gets deleted. So call-in app, you're able to save it and publish it as an episode. So what I do after the show at 12.15 every day, I do a live The Decrypt Daily. Decrypt Daily Live. It's different content. It's more off the cuff. You can call in if you would like and join the conversation. It's still snappy and fast. Only lasts around 10 to 15 minutes, but come join the conversation. Crypto prices. Bitcoin up 2.8% in 24 at $48,124. Ethereum, $3,490, up 3.4%. Cardano up 6.4% at $2.55. Binance Coin, $435, up 6.7%. And Tether in the number five spot at $1, obviously. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, Polkadot, Dogecoin, and USDC. Total market cap, we're at $2.15 trillion, a BTC dominance of 41.8% and a net dominance of 18.7. Now it's time for Coin of the Day. And in our Coin of the Day, I first have to go back to yesterday's Coin of the Day. You go. I told you that was a pretty cool idea. I really wanted to play with it, but I got an email yesterday that said that it wasn't available in the USA. I didn't download it to try it, but a listener did. They're excited, but it's not available in the USA. So Joshua, I want to say thank you very much for sending that email and letting me know that and letting everybody know that. But if you're not in the USA, try it out at the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. And Joshua, you also asked about Pi Network and what I thought about it, if I thought it was a scam. Look, Let's, let's define the word scam really quick when we're talking about these coins or these tokens that we're looking at. There's blatant scams, there's incompetence, and there's losing interest. And I've experienced all three of those. I've seen people get scammed, and there's lots of scams. There's lots of rug pulls. There's a lot of people just making stuff to you know raise money. They're, they're all over the place. There are people who just are incompetent. They have great ideas. 
but just can't run a business, just can't get the work done, just can't hire the right people. And yeah, the idea is good. Yes, they had the best intentions, but they still couldn't execute. So there's that. There's also just people who lose interest. I've seen coins that have the people who have the motivation, have the skill that just, you know, after a couple of years of working on it and not really getting any traction, just say, I'm, I'm over it. And just those, the, the project just kind of dies. So I can't tell you what is a scam. I can tell you that even though I have put money into projects that were scams, that just died for one reason or the other, and projects that I'm still holding right now, I'm investing into the people, the idea, the knowing that if, if in the short term, two to five years, the number go down, I know that they're still working, they're still believing in the project, they're still trying to build. And if they lose the money, I know that I put my money into uh, something that was a great idea, ran by people that care, ran by people that were working on it. And I understand the risk. And this is not financial advice, obviously, but the way that I feel about it, if you put money into a project, don't look to see if it's a scam or not. Don't look to see if you're going to go, number going to go up or number is going to go down. Look at the people. Talk to the people. Get on their Discord. Get on their Telegram. Talk to the CEO. These are startup companies that are, ask, are, are asking for seed money. If the CEO cannot be bothered to come on and a- answer questions for you, then I would not invest. Talk to these people. Get to know them. Get to know their teams. And then toss them some money if it feels comfortable, knowing that, here, here's $1,000. You could lose it all. But I believe in what you're doing. Thank you very much for doing that. It's kind of like running a political campaign. You know, you're, there's only one candidate that's going to come out there in a slew of candidates. But you give that person 100 bucks or $1,000 or 50 bucks or whatever because you believe in what they're doing. Not because they're going to make you money back. Not because they're going to get you rich. Not because they're going to get you a new job tomorrow. Because you believe in what they're doing. Knowing that that $100 or that donation could just be wasted, just throwing it in the garbage. But also I know that there is a huge upside that if that person makes it through and is the elected official or that company makes it through and they are prosperous and they are making the product and they make it big, I know that there's huge upsides and only a hundred or a thousand dollars downside. Oh, another thing, I do care if they're scams. I just want to go back and say that, but also make sure that they are incorporated in the right places like in the in countries with laws and regulations to make sure that they're not rug pulls and they have to disclose who the founders are to a regulatory body so that they just can't run away willy-nilly with all of your money that's important to me and that's kind of how i think about these companies too but i would never give a political candidate or a company any money if they wouldn't talk to me personally if i couldn't give them a call and go hey what are you thinking about this Sure, you're busy. I'll give you time to call me back. Or organize an AMA. Or a town hall. Or something. But make sure you believe in them, their team, their idea. And to be honest, scammers are clever. There's ways to trick people. But don't try to like have this cognitive dissonance that you're trying to reason yourself that this is not a scam if you don't feel right about it. Or something's not a scam if you don't feel right about it. It doesn't look right. It's not palatable to you. Don't try to convince yourself that this is the next best thing. It either is, and you feel it, or it's not. And But there are these obvious scams out there, obvious frauds, and then you just stay away from those. But don't try to force your round peg into that square hole. Coin of the day. Wow, did I ramble for a minute there. Coin of the day is number 755GN. 
GN. And what GN is, and you understand why I'm going straight to GN and what it does first, is it is a stablecoin for the yen, the Japanese yen. It's a Japanese yen peg stablecoin, something that you didn't know existed, I assume. But it's trading at Japanese yen peg stablecoin prices to the US dollar at $0.00914, or just under a penny. Uh, market cap is at $20.4 million. Fully diluted market cap is $20.4 million because it's a stablecoin. And I bet it works just like stablecoins. So <laughs> that was a pretty quick coin of the day. Now you know that GN exists. Its ticker is G-Y-E-N. It's a stablecoin for the Japanese yen. In today's headlines, Anchorage hopes to shake up big crypto trades with dark pool deals. Sounds scary, but it really isn't. So what happens is when big traders want to buy a large amount of stocks, they frequently turn to businesses known as alternative trading systems or ATSs, and they're known on Wall Street as dark pools. They're less regulated than public stock exchanges, but dark pools let investors conduct large trades without first sending signals to the market that they're doing so. So now Anchorage is about to get one of those dark pools, and it's going to be called Oasis Pro Markets. Remember, earlier this year, Anchorage became one of the first crypto companies to obtain a federal bank charter. Oh, by the way, I just want to go back. Why is it important so that large trades don't send signals first? Well, if you know a whale's going to come in and start scooping up and raise the price of everything, people are going to be able to get in there and raise the price before the, the people come in with the big money buys the trade. So you, you they don't want to send signals to the market. You, people are watching this and be like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Is that like billions of dollars coming into Bitcoin? <laughs> like, well, we got a bull run here. So that, that's what they're trying to do is just try to take it outside of the markets so those could be settled OTC. BitMEXs. You guys remember BitMEX? BitMEX is a, an exchange for cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. They had like the, they're like the king of 100x trading and stuff like that. Anyway, BitMEX's head of business operations, Gregory Dwyer was the last of four accused executives to remain at large amid money laundering charges. Guys, remember, on October 1st, 2020, federal prosecutors in New York accused four BitMEX executives, including the exchange's CEO, Arthur Hayes, CTO, Samuel Reed, co-founder, Benjamin Dello, and the head of business operations, as we just said, Gregory Dwyer, of conspiracy to evade money laundering regulations. Well, Reed was arrested in Massachusetts on the same day. Dello surrendered to the authorities in March, and Hayes turned himself in on April 6th. All three were released on bail for $5 million, $20 million, and $10 million, respectively. Well, Dwyer was like, no, hell to the naw. I'm going to stay in Bermuda. But now accepts U.S. extradition to face the music. Arbitrum 1 tweeted early yesterday morning, We are currently experiencing an outage. Our team is working on it, and we will post updates here. Arbitrum, they try to resolve Ethereum's transaction bottleneck by using transaction verification mechanisms known as optimistic rollups. As we know, Ethereum is only around 14 transactions per second. There's a lot of things going on in Ethereum. Can get kind of slow. Well, they're trying to solve that solution, or they are solving that solution. They also have a total value assets locked up in smart contracts or DeFi services of around $1.8 billion. People were worried. They're like, wait, this is down? What's up with our money? They also said, Funds were never at risk. That's what somebody would say. But it seems like they're up and running and we're all good today. And finally, Bitwise files for Bitcoin Futures ETF. Why Futures ETF? Well, if you guys remember, it hinted last month, Gary Gensler, the chair of the SEC, said he would be more inclined to see an ETF tied to Bitcoin's futures than just a Bitcoin ETF. So the applications are pouring in. 
When will we get any of them? We're still waiting. Gary, come on, man. I know you have a lot of papers on your desk. It's, the work's piling up. You're, you're new to the job. You're trying to unbury yourself from all of this paperwork, and you have post-it notes everywhere. But just pick up that post-it note off the wall that says Bitcoin ETF and just, just get it done. Throw that in the trash. Market it's checked. Completed. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Come on, Gary. I know you can do it. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. Crypto has forever changed the world of finance, democratizing wealth and power for the masses and the early adopters. Well, there's a new asset class that's next in line for disruption. It isn't gold or real estate or even NFTs. It's multi-million dollar blue chip art, one of the oldest and largest asset classes, estimated at a value of $1.7 trillion. And for the first time ever, one startup is opening the doors to this exclusive world founded by serial entrepreneur and top 100 art collector. After he made millions trading art for himself, he wanted to give everyday investors access to the same type of deals. And that is where Masterworks was born. In two short years, they launched over 60 offerings and cleared over $150 million in deals and have signed up more than 200,000 members. Demand continues to explode for their unique product. But we've partnered with Masterworks to let our listeners skip their wait list. Just use our personal link, masterworks.io slash crypto news. Act fast. That's masterworks.io slash crypto news. Make sure to notice those important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer.